Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporty number 91. My name is Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. And, you know, number 91 for us, but Ed Hockley, that's it. He's out 28 years. Deuces. Oh, well, damn it. I haven't done this in a while. Fuck. Skipping over. Who's 91? Sergey oh, Fedorov. There you go. Oh, yeah. Sergey Fedorov, Dennis Rodman, uh, Tarasenko, uh, Steve Stamkos. I-, I could do this all day. Fletcher Cox. I like how Rich uh, said Sergey Fedorov and was like, end of list. <laughs> Cameron Wake. Oh, no. I got my, I got my end of list for 91. One of the baddest men to ever play linebacker, Kevin Green. All these people at 91, and you bring out the most obscure motherfucker. But that's what you do. Long hair, blonde hair, fucking, I'll eat your fucking heart, white boy. Yes, I did. Just described half half of the Packers 10 years ago. (laughs) Ron Artest. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's... You mean Meta World Peace? Yes. Yeah, as he's changed to it, yeah. Yeah, whatever, Ron. <laughs> so that's what his, his wife said when he changed his name. Yeah, whatever, Ron. His mama named him Ron. I'm going to call him Ron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but so it's March, and usually basketball is in the news, and it will be. Next week, but football, you know, just doing what it does, kind of dominating the sports news cycle this week. We had the combine last week, and like I just said a couple of minutes ago, uh, actually a few seconds ago, actually Ed Hockley retiring, um, he's done, and his kid gets his job because you know that's how the world works. You retire, you get your dad's job. Your dad retires, you get his job, right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, in politics. Uh, and and NFL refereeing. Man, we're in the wrong business. I guess. So, I mean, at Hockey League, I mean, just, like, way too buff for his age, right? I mean, he's he's buffer than half of the, the guys that he wrests with. <laughs> there there used to be. There used to be, I don't know if there still is, but there used to be a uh, uh, website called Ed Hockey League's Arms. <laughs> it's just pictures of him busting out of his ref's uniform. Think he's going to keep the workout regimen up now that he's retired? Hell he's no. going to let it all go. See him a year from now. He's just flabby. He just let it all turn right to fat. He's done. Puts down the barbells and picks up the hot dogs. <laughs> But if you if you Google Ed Hockley's arms, you get how big are Ed Hockley's arms? Ed Hockley workout, Ed Hockley, Ed Hockley muscles, Ed Hockley biceps. A tribute to for, from ForTheWin dot com. A tribute to Ed Hockley, the NFL's buffest referee. <laughs> Ed Hockley workout. It's just it's nothing but arms. Every day is arm day for the Ed Hockley workout. Well, he also had a huge chest. Don't. It's not just his arms. So all of her body. 
never leg day in that Hercules world. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> you gotta Google pictures, and there's a uh, picture of him taking off Dan Arlovsky's head while he's signaling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Christ! That's 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 pretty good. Yeah, Ed Hockley is the epitome of the refs have too much TV time. That man took longer to explain a penalty than the play took to run. Oh yeah, under videos, there's plenty of Ed Hockley explains things. Funniest <laughs> moments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's done. And, well, there's a few other people done on the teams that they were on. Like, for example, Michael Bennett, deuces. He's heading to the Eastern time zone. He's heading to Philly. He's like, hey, I like that winning Super Bowls thing. I'm going to go try it. The team's got a chance. And Richard Sherman apparently was saying bye-bye to everybody today in Seattle because he thinks he's done. So, I mean... A lot of movement in the NFL in the last week. They they combined as well. What the fuck is going on in Seattle? Is this just them throwing a towel in and saying it's time to rebuild? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. With the defense, maybe, but the offense is pretty much intact. Still have your quarterback. You know, he's playing exhibition ball for the Yankees. They still have their receivers. Although it's rumored Jimmy Graham may end up in. Back in New Orleans, or I would fucking shit if this happened. Detroit is also the rumor with him. Uh, yeah, we definitely needed a tight a tight end. We got Fell. That's about it. We got who? Fell. Who? Okay. Exactly. I mean, well, we don't want. Well, you, we, don't we want only, you don't want. You don't want Eric give, Ebron. Yeah, we only give Ebron a contract to drop the ball. Who? The majority of the season? Who? Okay. Well, according to Mile High Report, Eric Ebron might be on the trading block. Good. I would definitely fuck? take Jimmy Graham over Eric Ebron. Who the fuck would trade for him? Like, uh, do you just call the Lions and go, I, I'll give you a, a bag of fucking Skittles and an Arizona iced tea for him? I mean, why would anyone trade anything of any value for that fucking Butterfingers motherfucker? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Somebody traded for Sam Bradford. Okay? End of argument. I guess. I don't know. What are they going to do? Call Cleveland? Hey, you guys want tight end? Sure, why not? Here, here's our first overall pick. Thank you. <laughs> and then we get Baker Mayfield. No, I agree with Iceman. If they're going to fucking, if they're going to trade up, they need to get a fucking uh, Saquon uh, Bold or whatever is Barkley. Thank you, Barkley. Almost said Bolden. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 time, Detroit. I know that it's not the trendy thing to do in the NFL to draft a running back that high, but you got to fucking roll the dice if you can. If you think, I mean, I I don't think they're going to trade up to get him. That's just not going to happen, I don't think. But uh, if for whatever reason he's there when they pick, you take that fucking pick. Oh, yeah. We haven't had a run game for 20 years. It'd be nice to have one. Oh, absolutely. But you have I'm to- telling you right now, Saquon Barkley 
is it's the epitome of Barry Sanders meets Emmett Smith. We He's got a very king of hyperbole. Whatever. He's a very strong downhill runner, but he's got moves and speed that kills, man. He's the best of both worlds. He's not as good as Jim Brown. The fuck with Jim Brown? <laughs> oh, there they go. Every time we talk about running backs, somebody pulled Jim Brown out the ass. Yeah. Anyways. No, that was Barry Sanders' father. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, he said that about his son. Yeah, when when, when he broke 2,000 yards, he was like, so... So what is it? What is it uh, like to be the father of the greatest running back ever? He goes, "Well, I'm not Jim Brown's father. He still ain't as great as Jim Brown." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> no wonder Barry's kind of aloof and absurd, aloof and absurdic. You know, it's like it's that's the father you were raised with. Jesus God. Well, they are from Wichita. I'm just saying. But yeah, uh, definitely. I mean. It's it's you got it. You got to roll the dice. You have to take the chance if you want to move forward as an organization. You want to force the window open and try to and actually try to win a championship. Besides just oh, we got you know good enough quarterback and you know we'll play five hundred ball every other year and make the playoffs and be a first round exit. You got to fucking do some. You got to take some chances here. Well, I mean, we got Matt Patrish. So, well, I'd like to think, yeah, have, I'd like to think Matt Patricia is like the beginning of not making those kind of moves anymore. I'd like to think that, but this is the Detroit Lions, so we'll see. Well, yeah, unfortunately. How do we get on the Lions? What are we talking about? Seattle <laughs> giving up? Well, it's not just Seattle. There's moves all over the league right now, and defense is taking the biggest hits. Your L.A. Rams, Rich, is looking a little thin. I mean, they added Peters from Kansas City, but they also lost Robert Quinn to Dolphins and Alec Ogletree over to the Giants, and they just signed him to like a four-year fucking $40 million contract. The Rams did before they traded him. Apparently the Rams were not happy with getting to the first round and losing. Well, was the defense's fault, so. Because, <laughs> yeah, you made the playoffs, but you made them and you won out in the first round. Yeehaw. Hey, it's, the, the Lions have done that, you know, three times since 2011. Big whoop, right? Quite a few, yeah, quite a few fucking times. Yeah, and they're not the only team. I mean, you know, it, your goal should not be playoffs or bust. You know, with the season the Rams had to go out in the first round, it's pretty fucking shitty. And Martellus Bennett, bye bye Patriots. See ya. And he can come to Detroit. I'll take that guy any fucking day. Oh, I mean, we're yeah, but we were talking about that a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, weren't we? I mean, uh, that was... He got released officially today. I mean, we kind of knew that was coming. So, which, I don't know. Once again, everything surrounding him not playing and the the story, different stories from different players. You're talking about Malcolm Butler. Oh, yeah, my bad. I'm talking Martellus Bennett. Too many MBs. All right. (laughs) Jesus, God. Hey, I'll take Butler and Sherman. 
with his fucking gimpy ass Achilles. All right. It's you know I don't know there's been a lot of fucking hate for Sherman in the last like two three seasons, especially well, two seasons. Here's the thing though, you got to remember Sherman's his own agent, so everybody's hating on him because he he doesn't have an agent to to like make his case. It's him and him only. So when you come at him, he talks the way he wants because he's representing himself. So all the all the shit talking and all the smack people talk like the agents talk to get their contracts done. Sherman does himself, so it's not like you could be mad at his agent, but still respect him as a player because he is his own agent. Well, he's got that Stanford education. That's what I'm saying. He's probably better educated than quite a few agents out there. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying that's why he's got a huge attitude. But he's first in every category since 2011. I man, I, I used to work with a couple guys. That they just—it was almost their level of hate for him, calling him overrated. He's never been a shutdown corner that, that he thinks he is. All that it—it—it—it uh, it, it, it rivaled your hate for fucking LeBron. Like seriously, I was like, God damn, did he fuck your wife or something? What what is, what is wrong with you guys? Where? You hate this man this bad. So, I don't know. Unfortunately, he is a shutdown corner. He is first in every category at cornerback. Well, I mean, if he thinks he's, if you know, and that's that's the story, is that, you know, he's tweeting out basically goodbye to Seattle. Where the fuck do you think, you know, where's some landing spots for him? Anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. He, unfortunately, to contradict your friends, Rich, he is a shutdown corner. And I don't care that he has hamstring issues and leg issues. That man healthy, you can't throw to that side of the field. Period. He could head right down I five to San Francisco. They're rebuilding. You know, it's you know, it's kind of heading back home for him. I mean, it's well. I mean, with the Rams giving up their defense, the Rams giving up their defense, they're going to need him. They signed Peters on one side and him on the other. Fuck, you can't throw anywhere. Yeah, but let's be fair. This isn't Richard Sherman five years ago. But see, it doesn't have to be, bro. Yeah, it does. Nah, he's, one, he's yeah, still got... One word, Revis. Nah, no, hell no. He's not even close to where Revis is. I mean, I wouldn't pay a premium for... You know, I would, put it this way. If there's somebody younger available between them and Sherman, I'd... I'd I'd think about it. I'd compare Sherman to the young guy. I'd think long and hard about it because that's the thing with Sherman. You don't have that much of a future. No, you got about four or five years left with Sherman, and he's done. Yeah, so realistically, two or three because one to two of those last five years will be on the bench. Yeah. Like most players. And I think we can all agree, most players, the season that they hang it up, you know, unless they're forced to, most players are doing the whole, you know, they're being the whole guy at the club generally, a lot of guys. You know, they should have, the season that they retire, they should have hung it up the season prior or maybe even a couple before that. So, I mean, yeah, Sherman maybe has a couple good years left. In May. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if I'd break the bank to get him. Oh, but no, I, you don't break the bank to get, but here's the thing, you won't have to. But I found somebody like Cleveland, 
or Jacksonville <laughs> or Carolina, you know, I might make a play for him. Dallas is in the need of a few good men. I mean, you got Skandrick. And Dallas's defense last year was all right. They had that. They had a huge missing piece in their offense down the, you know, the home stretch of the season. That was Dallas's fucking problem. And they're the best defense in the world. You don't have an offense. You can do shit. To, was it 28-12, Lions? I'm looking at you. You get the best defense in the league. And a pedestrian offense. Anyway, what else? Who else moved in the NFL? Did we mention Le'Veon Bell? Mm, we did now. Getting the franchise tag for the second year in a row. He is pissed. Be all right. He's got about $14 million to cry into. And, you know, maybe he should have played first month of last season. This could be a little, you know, fuck you right back at him. You go, yeah? yeah. You're going to hold out for the first month? All right. Here you go. Boom. Franchise tag. Enjoy not being courted by 31 other teams. Yeah, but isn't, <clears throat> isn't it also playing with fire to piss off? One, you know, one of the, your best players on the team, just to just to, to in a flex your nuts move. Yeah, I but mean, he, and it's and it's and it, I'm not just talking about just with him because that ripples out into how other players are going to look at the, at you know the Steelers and go, well, they'll do that to him, and he's a star player. What the fuck are they going to do to you know to me? Oh yeah, and it's uh, but the other part of it is though with him is. If he tries to play the game right back and play shitty next season, well, that just fucks him over for, you know, when it's free agency time. Because you either, A, you played like shit in a contract year, or you or you purposely played like shit during a contract year out of spite and you look like a big baby. So it's kind of like a lose-lose situation if you're Le'Veon Bell, really. I, I mean, I guess... They don't want to give him a long-term contract, so they're going to keep doing this shit. But, I mean, I don't know. Why wouldn't they want to lock him up? Why wouldn't they give him a long-term contract? Is it just because it's the position he plays? And running backs have been so devalued these days where they're just like, we're not going to give him a fucking long-term deal. See, and here's why he's pissed. He's learned it. Best running back in the league, two years running. And still can't get a long-term deal. They did that shit with Kirk Cousins in Washington, and all of a sudden they were like, third year, we're going to franchise tag him? Hell no, give us Alex Smith. See you later, Kirk. Maybe he's not the best guy to have in the locker room. I don't know, man, but it's like you were telling me during, you know, fantasy football. Play him. Best person in the league for a running back. Play him. Got to keep him. Play him. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, but does so, but I, he's had the problem. He had it at state, and he's had it in the NFL. It, he can't seem to put down the weed to pass a drug test. You know, like it's. I get his on field results, you know, have been spectacular, but maybe behind the scenes, he's an asshole. 
And he wouldn't be the first player like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean I, again, it's it wild. Has to be, there has to be something. Well, irresponsible speculation, but it's got it's something. I mean, whether you, it is or whether it isn't. I mean, how can a person, you know, continue to play for a team that doesn't respect him? All right, if he has issues, fucking work with him behind closed doors. Get it straightened out. But don't just not give a man a contract. Yeah, like I said, he'll cry into his $14 million pillow. He'll be all right. Well, I mean, there's conflicting reports out, depending on, well, there's two reports from Bleacher Report. So one says Le'Veon Bell threatens to sit out 2018 season after Steelers use franchise tag. And there's another report from Bleacher Report. It says, Le'Veon Bell impossible holdout. I'm not going to sit. Okay, so doesn't even really sound like he knows what the fuck he wants to do. I mean, these these reports are, are from the from today, from just a few hours ago. So I don't know. It, it, I, I I guess I got to go with you. Know, I, I have to agree with you, Chris. There has to be something more that we just that we don't know about necessarily or know all about. Yeah, because I'm going to be the best running back in the league. And keep, and your organization's pissed off at you. There's something we're not hearing. There's a there's a piece of this story we're not getting. Yeah, something isn't adding up. In other words, like he's fucking Mike Tomlin's wife or something. I don't fucking know. So, yeah, not a shit going well, down. Yep. There's also news that uh, Earl Thomas is getting uh, put on the trade block. So, yeah, Seattle, the whole fucking defense, see ya. It's time to rebuild. Thanks for the championships. Go. The Legion of Boom is the Legion of whom? They're gone. You got Cam Chancellor. That's it. Yeah, literally. That's it. Deuces. So, it'll be a fun year <laughs> if you're a Seattle football fan. No shit. Mike Vrabel is the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Like a month ago. Really? Like, where you been? No, no. Just ra- I'm just saying. I, I, I'm you, watching the combine, the rerun of the combine and song. You just randomly like, reading things? Yes, exactly. Oh, it's going to be a great show. No, I'm, I'm just thinking... Of, Rich, you played Madden. You you know, the more years you go into Madden, the more seasons you play, all the old players come back as coaches. Yeah. That just cracks me up. (laughs) Like, just picking out the best players. And Ray Lewis is going to be the defensive line coach and shit. (laughs) Ray Lewis is going to have meat and raw meat. (laughs) Tied up with a big fucking chain attack that tree get that tree get it get it you're gonna treat him like michael victory just pit bulls just put the whole defense in a room and beat him until it's time to let him loose on the other team jeez just mistreat him until it's time to fucking go to go to war hey while we're in the football world peyton manning sold all his papa john's franchises I joked about it, but he really fucking did. Well, see, that's interesting to me because it's like, was them, was their deal with the NFL 
like that much propping them up to the point where franchise owners are now like, well, no deal with the NFL. There's no point in owning a Papa John's franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, t- uh, who's who's got the deal now? Is it Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut jumped in. So it makes me wonder: is, is are we going to hear about Peyton Manning buying like you know thirty some fucking Pizza Hut franchises? Uh, maybe he was. Uh, uh, was he boys with Papa John or what? Or was this I'm just? Not- uh- I thought they. I mean, they did the commercials together. He seemed to be very involved in the business aspect, so I'm pretty sure that they were constantly traveling in the same circles. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think Shaq and the General hang out together. Like, it was just just like, hey, it's NFL has Papa John's. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Is he going to do that now? All of a sudden, we're going to see Peyton Manning with, hey, I own a bunch of Pizza Huts. Like, he just follows wherever the NFL goes to try to make that pizza money. I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I. But, I mean, too, people don't just sell franchises. Like, if you're making money, you don't sell it. That's all I have to say about that, because I kind of do that for a living. So, it's, yeah. I did that. From what I, my anecdotal knowledge is, if those things were making money for him, he wouldn't have 31 stores. He had to be not making money because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's how businessmen work. Well, Papa John's has also taken a few hits lately, not just over the NFL shit, not just over, mm-hmm. you know, the, the owner coming out and saying, you know, the NFL should have done something about these players kneeling because it's affecting sales and shit. I mean, they've, they were also accused of being the, you know, the unofficial official pizza of the alt-right and the alt right is just, you know, it's a polite way of, of basically calling someone, uh, you know, a Nazi. So, I mean, there's there's the PR hit that they've taken, and whether or not it's true or not, that doesn't really mean shit anymore. It's perception is everything. I mean, we look at look at everything that goes on these days. I mean, everything that goes on these days in 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 the court of public opinion. That's the Unless you're charged criminally, the first court you go through is the court of public opinion. You know, Ezekiel Elliott, no charges. NFL goes, not good enough. You sit for six games. You know, the whole Me Too thing, an accusation, and people, I, I mean, accusations that, some of these accusations have no nothing to back them up. Nothing whatsoever. I mean, no one's been charged. But almost everybody who's been accused has lost their job. Their career, as as they have known it, is over with. So, I mean, it's just the way the wind blows these days, I guess. You know, if, if, it's, seen as a, if it's seen as a product that it's considered toxic, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe, maybe that's why Peyton Manning was like, you know what, it, it ain't worth it later. And, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. If he was making money hand over fist, he probably wouldn't have sold them. Well, yeah, it wouldn't matter if it's toxic or not. Yeah, if he's making fucking $31 million a year off of those bitches, be, yeah, great. Special pizza, they're all right. Don't care. They order 200 pizzas every fucking, you know, three weeks. You know, I cater the meetings, you know. But, yeah, if it's not making, you know, what's the, the old trope? If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. I mean, you don't just sell 31 stores. 
if you're if they're not doing anything for you. You know, probably their sales are down from what I you know from what we've heard and yeah. You know, I mean, I can, I can I can tell you this for a fact. I used to order from Papa John's quite a bit in like the late nineties when I was in Florida. It was one of the area of Florida I was in. It's one of the few places that would deliver where I was. And I ordered probably in the last five, six months. And I was like, this thing's garbage. I, I, I Over half the pizza ended up getting thrown out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just ate enough just to not be hungry, put it in the fridge, and didn't even touch it again until I threw it out like a week later. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like the, the quality has definitely gone down. Yeah, I don't so, think I've had a Papa John's pizza since like the mid-2000s. Well, let's also not forget where Peyton Manning's bread and butter is, the NFL. And Papa John's big issue was the kneeling and all that shit, you know, took down sales because the logo was on the box. You think, you think Raji Raj made a call? Oh, I, I'm sure somebody made somebody's phone ring going, how the fuck are you, Peyton Manning, the sheriff of the NFL, going to own a... F- 30 some odd franchises of a place that says we're bad for business that's i mean that's what it's kind of what i was getting at that's the hit to their reputation that they've they've taken in the last year which is which just goes to show how fucking partisan and and how much politics has seeped into everything like you're not allowed to not have your politics known and if Peyton Manning is as good of a businessman as it appears he is, the last thing he wants to do is have his his politics dragged through the fucking mud because it's a no win situation. You you can't win if you if you, it, it turns out if you know if it if proof comes out that he's voted pretty much for Democrats his entire fucking life, then he's going to piss off half the people that would come to his fucking stores. And to be honest with you. I would venture to say that he probably owns stores in a lot of fucking parts of the country where it's probably pretty heavily conservative. And if it comes out that he's conservative, well, he can kiss the the, the dollars, you know, of liberals goodbye because that's how people are these days. You can, you know, you go on any social media, any social media and find one of your friends who's very outspoken politically and just scroll their fucking timeline or their feed. And, and look at the fights and look at the, well, I'm unfriending you because I can't be friends with someone who believes the shit you believe and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if people are willing to fucking, you know, put a fork in a, in a, in a lifelong friendship over politics, do you think they're going to think twice about not eating someplace where that fascist or that commie Peyton Manning fucking own, you know, owns this place? I'm not fucking eating here. Yeah. We mix up politics and too much of our shit nowadays. It's- Fucking stupid. But hey, now Peyton Manning doesn't have the overhead of 31 Papa John's hanging over his head. So there you go. Well, uh, you know, uh, I I don't think he's going to be hurting for money anytime soon. You know, I don't think that that's going to put a dent in his portfolio, if you will. I just don't see it, so. Well, he's going to buy 31 Chick-fil-A's instead. Since we're talking about a quarterback after his career, Chris, Drew Brees is a free agent. Is it over? No. They made the, they made the fucking playoffs last year. What are you fucking talking about? All right. So is he staying a Saint? They got to retire a Saint, of course. Well, he started out a Charger. 
Yeah, but he's been the majority of his career with the Saints, and he's won his fucking Super Bowl with the Saints. That guy ain't going nowhere. He'll finish. His, the sun will set in New Orleans with him, and he'll have a hurricane in his hand whatever clearing it. Walking down Bourbon Street. <laughs> Insert New Orleans trope here. Oh, hey. Oh, we totally forgot to bring this up. We're jumping all over the place. We, are we yeah. done with the NFL? I, I, think. Mean, I mean, unless you guys got something else to add. Brian yeah, Cushing's I, visiting Seattle. <laughs> is so, that like a cancellation, a cancellation prize or whatever the fuck that is? Cancellation? So, yes, we're done with the NFL for bringing up players visiting teams. Uh, but no. Kobe won an Oscar. <laughs> so, if, for those of you in the camp of Kobe is greater than Jordan, where's Michael Jordan's Oscar? <laughs> hmm? I'll see. Where's LeBron's Oscar? I saw him in Trainwreck. He looked like he was acting. All right? I, I think uh, Michael Jordan has enough gold trophies. Well, or if he did, he what, won them anyway. What, he had a marker at a casino. That's what I was about to say, yeah. Um, wasn't it kind of strange? Kobe getting an Oscar and everyone in Hollywood clapping with the whole Me Too thing going on when he was accused of rape like less than 15 years ago? I mean, a couple, and, years, ago, a couple and, years ago, Rich, I would say yes. But now we're insane and wildly inconsistent as a group. So, I, I mean, yes, I, under, I understand the irony. You understand the irony. Iceman understands the irony. I'm sure most people listening to this podcast understand the fucking irony. But I don't think anyone in that room clapping for Kobe Bryant like, understood it all. I, I think half the people in that room are like, all right, black man winning some, if you want my honest opinion. Like that they were on their high horse of uh, a person of color was getting an award, you know, rather than remembering, uh, oh, yeah, he's a rapist. You know, and by the way, didn't say so, but the evidence kind of did. By the way, not just an accusation and a civil lawsuit. No, he went through a criminal trial. So prosecutors at some point said we have enough evidence to try to throw him in prison. So, yeah. Uh, committed adultery. Uh, you know, I mean, a criminal trial like Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, and no one Larry else has Nasser. gone through. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say hasn't gone through. Nasser did. Well, Bill Cosby, they had a hung jury, so. Yeah. But, I mean, they were still. They passed gonna, out unexpectedly. Yeah. <laughs> they said they're going to fucking retry it, so who knows? But yeah, I, it, it, I mean, I guess good for him. I don't know. I, Bill Cosby serving Jello shots and shit. <laughs> to be I mean, honest with you, probably the only thing I care less than about any movie that Kobe Bryant makes is the Oscars. So, I mean, if I want to watch a bunch of self-important blowhards fold themselves in half and suck their own dicks and eat their own pussies. I have the internet. Rule 34 says I can find that if I really want to see it. So, I, I didn't even know Kobe made a movie until he won his Oscar. Yeah, I had, I had no you, idea. You know either. what I can't understand with these awards, like the Oscars? 
that's them patting themselves on the back and giving themselves awards for doing their job. Yeah. That would be like next show, me going, all right, Rich, all right, Chris, here's your award. You guys, great podcast. You really shocked me, Chris, with all your statistics. Here's your award for best numbers. You know, Rich, here's your award for most knowledge of the NHL. Uh, (laughs) It's just silly. That's stupid. You have to have an award show to give yourself an award. I, dude, I I know it. It comes, you know. I, I get called pretentious. I get called a bunch of other shit. But this is just how I feel. I think award shows, for the most part, are just silly. Like, isn't art subjective? The how do you how do you say what's the best piece of art? And we all know it's not. We know that a lot of this shit. There's ulterior motives. I mean, even as like, I guess, like the ESPYs even, it's like, I don't think, well, I, I mean, I don't well, know, I haven't watched the ESPYs in, in, in quite a few years, but when I used to watch the ESPYs, they didn't take themselves, like, super uber seriously, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, like no winner got up there and started crying because they were so impressed by their own greatness, you know, and you get a lot of that shit in the, in the, in the Oscars, and you get a lot of finger waving and... Oh, you fly over states. What's wrong with you? Type shit, and it's like, dude, fuck off. I mean, it's kind of it, it, it. It's kind of even though I understood why Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee and was doing what he was doing and continues to do what he's doing. Like, I get his point. At the same time, it's like, dude, you don't get people on your side by finger wagging and talking down to him like they're fucking retarded. And not necessarily that he did that, but a lot of people who supported him did it for him. He didn't even get a chance to fucking do it. It was done on his behalf. And what did it do? It put a a fucking sour taste in a lot of fucking people's mouths. I mean, a lot of people's mouths. Double digits in percentage points, loss of viewership. And yes, whatever, some of it is due to people cutting the cord, people illegally streaming games instead of watching them, whatever the fuck you want to say. But it's still, like, to act like this doesn't have an effect, you have to be pretty willfully obtuse. Look at the Oscars themselves. They're saying it was the lowest rated ever. I didn't. And then then I find it funny that they were trotting out a lot of the same excuses the NFL was, which is... Hilarious to me because they were telling the NFL they were full of shit and that the NFL is making excuses. And when it happens to them, they're saying the same shit. Yeah, and wasn't it Meryl Streep, what, last year? I know it's since we've been on the air with this show. Mm-hmm. That all we're going to have left is football MMA and MMA. football. Yeah. And it's like, really? Bitch, I'm sorry. When's the last time you were even relevant? Like, you want to get right down to it. There's more people that watch MMA every fucking week than they do go to your fucking movies anymore, so why don't you shut that fucking hole under your nose and take several seats, okay? Just, it's it's self-important and bullshit, man. I mean, even, like, okay, if you, like, you know, the, the awards that, that the leagues give at the end of the year, they're at least based on something tangible. Stats. I mean, it, it, it makes some sense. This player had the best season at his position. So he receives this award or whatever the fuck. You know, and like I said, the SPs, as far as I know, they don't take themselves like super uber serious. I mean, maybe they do now. I don't know. Nope. But yeah, I'm, I'm the designated watcher and I didn't watch the Oscars. <laughs> Hell no. According to the numbers, nobody did. Nobody cares. 
And two, the stuff, what, what, yeah, Rich, I, I agree with you, because sports awards and stuff, it's at least based on performance. Stuff like the Oscars, it seems like more like, these are the movies we are telling you are the important ones. These are the movies that we think were the best ones this year. Same thing with the music awards. Well, I mean, uh, just the tone deafness of a lot of the the people in that that, that make the decisions, decide the nominees, et cetera, et cetera, over the years has just raised its head over and over again, and it's going nowhere. I mean, any musician can tell you the best musicians aren't 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 accepting Grammys ninety plus percent of the time this is all there is to it it's sales it's popularity it's does someone has someone decided you're relevant for some reason and if they have well then you're going to get you know nominated i mean one of one of my favorite memes that came out was what whatever that last album of beyonce put out that everyone was like "Ooh, this is the best album and you know since thriller and all this shit and it's it's gonna be like you know a classic forever and all this Someone actually went through and looked at how many writers and producers worked on that album versus simply the fact that it was two or three musicians and one producer that produced, uh, oh shit, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And I mean, you needed seven writers for who runs this motherfucker, my ladies, my ladies, who runs this motherfucker, my ladies, my ladies, who runs this motherfucker, my ladies, my ladies. It took seven people to write those lyrics. I could put seven monkeys in a room, get them drunk, and have them bang on some fucking keyboards and probably come up with those goddamn lyrics in about an hour. It's not fucking... It's not like, ooh, this is insightful. No, it's just garbage. That's kind of how I, you know... Okay, he won. I didn't even realize it was an animated movie the one that Kobe won with. And once again, I guess... So, was Kobe sitting there animating him? <laughs> Doing the drawings by hand? Or <laughs> they finger puppets? So, but hey, you know, I, I guess, whatever. And he said uh, it felt better than winning championship, which to me, I'm just like, okay. I wow. I can't imagine that. I cannot imagine that. And he got a little dig in at Laura Ingram, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He had something in his speech about, I'm glad I didn't just shut up and dribble or something like that. Which it's like, ah, it is a, it's another eye roll moment for me. Well, all right. Well, let's get off of this because it's on. It's honestly just by the most thinnest of threads connected to sports. But uh, NCAA. Oops. <laughs> yeah, came out today. Said they made a billion dollars this year. Now, is that all the teams that? the NCAA represents, you know what I'm saying? Is that the yeah, probably the organization as a whole? Yes. What, well, what I'm saying is, is it the combined income of all college football teams and basketball, and basketball? Teams. And, how do they, how do they get revenue? The NCAA? Yeah, because if, because if that's not, how the fuck does the NCAA make over a billion dollars on its own? I mean, and where does that money go? I'm saying, I don't know. It's just not to the players. No, not we to don't the players. Know that one. Well, if you ask the FBI, yeah, to the players. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't know. I, it, yeah, you have to, you have to have some transparency. I get that, but it's not. It is not the time for those numbers to come out. 
<laughs> yeah, they, they don't have a PR guy that went, let's not release this story right now. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm getting at. Like, it's just... And for the record, Rich, it is the entire NCAA organization. So, yes, all of the teams at every college. No, th- this is a definitely... And, th- this is, real quick, they, you know what generates the most revenue? The fucking tournament. So even out all the all, all all the college football and all the college bowl games, the number one revenue generator for the NCAA is the the tournament. Uh, yeah, this is where the the big dick white moment. That's this is what this is. This is where it gets its name from. A bunch of white guys were going, "Oh, we made over a billion dollars. Go tell them. Go tell them. Let's just show our dicks." Let's show them. We did it. Well, the name... In the back room, guys are going, dude, FBI investigation, nah. Probably not the right time. No. No. We made a billion dollars. Hey, you're, pretty much tell telling, you're pretty much telling the FBI you'll have plenty of money to pay lots of fines. <laughs> That's basically what I was thinking. I'm like, well, there's... There's nothing like just going, hey, we can pay any much, any much, pretty much any fine you levy at us. I would like to play poker with the NCAA, because they apparently <laughs> would be real shitty at it. <laughs> yeah, their tells are <laughs> transparent. <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing, though. Okay, so if that money is from income generated by college sports teams, and the NCAA is, is, gets, gets that and gets a cut of that. And my question is, what happens when when the, uh, things like the Larry Nasser case go to civil court and a settlement comes in? Well, hey, we know they got a billion dollars now. Uh, yeah, writing they, checks. I mean, you know, the lowest the lowest number I've heard batted around would be a couple hundred million in payouts to his victims. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, shit, well, how's, you know, MSU going to pay for that? Because they can't use any money given to them by the public. There's already politicians that have basically started forcing legislature through to stop any money given to them, you know, because they're a public university. They're not a private university. So any money given to them by the government, they can't use for fucking paying off anybody. So does that mean the NCAA is going to have to break up off, come up off some of that money? I highly doubt it. They have to open up a car wash like Walter White, clean up some of that money. They can use it to pay people off. Well, I, I, I don't know. It, it, once again, this NCAA do they not? Do they not get it? Like seriously, do they not understand? Like we made over a billion dollars. Go tell. Them. <laughs> well, no, it's just like I, first of all, the way. Because of Title IX, the way college sports is set up is all back-asswards. Because any money that's spent on sports that actually generate revenue has to be, you know, the same amount of money has to be given to sports that nobody's fucking watching. And that's how come they, you know, they push, you know, the women's basketball tournament. Like, it's something that every guy is sitting around going, boy, I can't wait to watch the women's tournament. Why? UConn wins it every year. This is the ninth time that they're going to the fucking thing undefeated, into the tournament undefeated. That's what I, I know, mean. At my job, they've been passing around, you know, the NCAA women's bracket for the last couple of weeks, you know, taking bets. 
everyone getting their money in. Uh, okay, well, no, it's a, fucking, it's a lie. <laughs> it's a fucking lie. That's not happening in my job. If I start having in my job, I would go work somewhere else. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? But, I mean, we've talked about it before, or this time last year, you know, and they do push that shit. I mean, you know, they, 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 they do, you know, oh, yeah, it's just as important as the men's tournament. So no, it's who? not. Says yeah. who? Says the ratings? No. Yeah. Says the money generated? No. Says the empty arenas at all of the games, including your championship game. But you know, you it's, can't it's, even sell out your championship game. But you know, once again, this speaks to you know the culture and climate we live in right now. Hey, Ironic. God. No, I was just gonna. It, it <clears throat> if you push it in people's faces and you tell people it's important. You're going to get a certain percentage that are going to go, oh, it's important because someone told me. And then anyone that speaks up and goes and just points out the reality of the situation, which is, look, these teams do not generate anywhere near the revenue that the men's teams do. And you're treating them like they're, you know, six o'clock sports center. First thing in the highlights is, you know, women's college basketball. Seriously? Like people are going, boy, I... Got to watch Sports Center to find out, you know, how many times that they didn't dunk, that every play ended in another layup. You know, I mean, it's like, come on, guys. Got to catch the highlights of Yeah, got to catch the highlights of that great fundamental basketball. But I mean, we also know that anyone who speaks up and says the truth is shouted down as, you know, you hate women, you're a misogynist, you're whatever the fuck. Sexist. I'm in the Bay Area. I better be careful. I better not talk too loud. Yeah. Big brother come knocking on your door. So we heard no. you were thinking. We, were, we heard you were thinking, and it wasn't approved of. No, uh, <clears throat> it's Bay Area, Rich. It would be big person, all right? Big brother is putting a gender on it. Oh, big non-binary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just have a bunch of gender fluid people show up. What was the old Eddie Murphy skit? Like you Mr. get off you genitals. You get off the airport, you get off a plane in the airport in San Francisco, and they got the gay police waiting there. Like, I'm driving, leaving the airport, and all of a sudden I hear, woo! And it's not even a siren. It's just a gay guy on top of a car going, woo! Pull over, baby, pull over. Pull over. <laughs> Ironically enough, uh, Wichita was lucky enough, I don't know. They're hosting uh, two rounds of the NCAA tournament here. It sold out within first five minutes of being available. <coughs> to get to get a ticket to that at all cost over two grand. Jesus. Well, yeah, I can't. Uh, Middle of the country, you guys love basketball. Is it just because it's flat? Is no, no. We might just well? talk. We've had this talk many, many a times. It's the only fucking thing around here. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You don't say a fucking bad word about KU basketball or the Wichita sta- uh, State Shockers. Not one bad word. And while we're at it, don't mention Oklahoma either. Oh uh, no, man! It's no. I know it's it's rabid college basketball country out there. 
it's rabid college. Really, it is. Football, basketball, baseball. The winningest coach in college baseball was at Wichita State, named Gene. I know him personally. Good guy. And you're like the only person who knows that. Here here comes comes nine nine by and Harry brother to pick you up. (laughs) You were thinking again. Thinking them unapproved thoughts, Chris. (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, man, I know that, you know, the uh, college baseball and shit does better in in the Midwest than it does on the coast or... Even you know, even here, you know, in in I guess it, it's it's always been weird to me that we're considered part of the Midwest. I'm like, we're not in the middle of the country, and we're not in the West. No, you're pretty we're, much in the north. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, because yeah. north of you is Canada, <laughs> and south of us, <laughs> there's a certain part of there's a certain part of Michigan you can go. Hey, we're north of Canada right now. Um, but no, it, 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 we're even in the Eastern standard time. So why are we considered part of the Midwest? But whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it's not a huge thing out here, but yeah, we also have lions, tigers, red wings, pistons, you know, two pretty big colleges as far as sports go, you know, so we're good. We don't need college basketball. (laughs) I would say college or not college basketball. Uh, college baseball, I'd say probably college hockey's bigger out here than, than college baseball is. Probably. But yeah, uh, so we're, 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 we're at that time of year. So are, are we going to pretend that we care about women's college basketball? Not when, really. when their tournament starts? Okay. No. Because I'm already having a hard time caring like I give a fuck about regular college basketball. So I'm just no, like, I mean, hey. UConn women, the UConn, that's it. What, what else is there to say about college Women's basketball. So, Earl, you kind of are going to pretend to care about women's basketball. No, no, I'm really not. Uh, the, college basketball for women right now is like the Bulls of the 90s. When you saw it NBA in the 90s, you were like, Jordan Bulls, what's the problem with this? Who's going to win? Jordan, Bulls. Right. Yeah, they're going against Stockton and Malone, Bulls. Apparently, we're going to deem you the women's college basketball expert on the show because you have more knowledge of it than me and Rich. <laughs> Dude, senior women's basketball analyst, the Iceman. Whatever. It's everywhere. You're the stats, man. You should be all over this, dude. They're fucking insane. It's not worth my time. I mean, it's here's women's the funny part. I, I will not be surprised, but I will laugh so fucking hard if with all of this investigation that the fbi and all this shit's going on if they don't find that somehow they were paying the women to go to yukon i mean let's let's be you know fair and equal if it's happening with the men it could happen for the women but it's just very convenient that every fucking year yukon women's basketball is number one and just almost undefeated all the fucking time. It's not that way because they got the best coach ever in women's college basketball. Even though they did. Did they have Pat Summit forever? No, she was in Tennessee. Whoops. See? Not even worth knowing the history. Fuck, now you're making me sound like I know it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, it was funny when we were... It, it, this was one of the episodes before you were on, Earl. We were talking about... Uh, 
Pat Summit, and we kept calling. We kept saying she fucking was the coach of UConn for like the whole episode. No, I was here. Oh, you were here for that? Well, why didn't you? T- why didn't you fucking correct us then, Mister Know It All, women's basketball expert? Yeah, where were you on that, senior women's basketball analyst? Because he wasn't here. You fucking know you, you, on what planet were you on that show that you wouldn't have corrected us in a heartbeat? Because we went the whole show. Chris and I were like, how the fuck did we not know that she fucking was the coach of Tennessee? For a whole show, we talked about it. Because it's women's basketball. Exactly. That was our <laughs> excuse. All right. I'm going to shut up now and stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> just further expose yourself the more you say things. I'm just saying, if you guys just any do just the smallest investigation of women's college basketball, it is all UConn women. I feel like we've done a huge one for like five minutes with you. No, but <laughs> I, I'm just reiterating that it would be so fucking funny if the women were paid, like the men, to go to UConn. I just, what do they get? Do they get like... You know, spa packages. So. Wow. That's sexist of you, sir. I don't give a fuck. How do you convince a woman who's the best basketball prospect to go to UConn? I mean, there's you, you show her, coming you out. You show her the record. You, know, of what, you huh? promise her Subaru Outback. <laughs> you just... I mean, you just you, you, what you do is you go, okay, see all those banners? Now, any other women's college basketball team in the nation you could play for, why would you? Yeah, I mean, that shit doesn't work in the men. They got prostitution rings, drugs and alcohol and money and all types of shit. But there is no, you could argue there's no program that's been that dominant. Oh, yes, I can. Tobacco Road, Duke and North Carolina State. University of North Carolina, even. My bad. I was going to say, UNC fans right now are just having kittens. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, they're researching my address and shit. <laughs> You're about to get doxxed, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck the train knocking on the door. It's going to be 4chan at your door. <laughs> my own big brother coming over. <laughs> A bunch but of yeah, pissed, off, pissed off people with chew in their cheek. Huge dominance. Michigan State. With Tom Izzo, another school hugely dominated. No, no, then we need to we need to redefine what you talk about dominant. Because dom, I'm t- talking women's UConn dominant. I'm talking about consecutive championships, lots and lots of championships. Michigan State has what one championship in the last eighteen years? Something like that. Yeah, that ain't dominant. Well, I mean, they've, they've been in the final four. Research research is showing why they only have one dude. Tom Izzo not paying enough. <laughs> you got Louisville, got prostitution rings and all types of shit for their players. Step up your game, Tom. Can't compete with the Adidas contract and the whores. I'm saying. Yeah, what's Michigan or MSU going to give them? We'll give you a couch to set on fire and throw off a balcony. <laughs> hey, we got this white girl for you. She's drunk. Sparty on! <laughs> I'm a Michigan State student and I love to drink. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> well, anyways, so let's get on to this fucking topic that Iceman seems hot to try to get on, which is 
there was a uh, real sports segment that was uh, about CTE and the NHL. Hey, the two-year-old story he wanted to lead the podcast with. Yes, <laughs> it's not a two-year-old story. No, I I agree. No, yeah, Gary Bettman's kind of trying to deny that CTE isn't a thing in the NHL. <laughs> Gary Bettman doing his best fucking Bill Clinton impression. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. There is not CTE in the NHL. <laughs> I think I think he's doing. I mean, I agree with you. His Bill is Bill Clinton, but I think he's more wanting to argue about what the definition of is is. <laughs> I mean, I, dude, anyone who's ever watched a fucking hockey game, how the fuck can you not believe that there's guys getting their brain rattled around? I mean, it, it it's it, it makes zero fucking sense for someone to choose to die on that hill. I mean, that, that just shows just how much in the bubble he is, in the Batman bubble, where he's just, he's created this little world in the NHL where he's the king, and he's walking around with start butt booty naked, and everyone's telling the king about how beautiful his new clothes are. I mean, I, dude, look at the careers that have ended due to concussions. You know, Sidney Crosby's fucking... <laughs> It seems like once every couple seasons we're talking about how much time he's missed due to concussions. How they need to change the game so a player of his caliber doesn't have to retire early due to concussions. You know, look, Eric Lindros, Brett Lindros. Look at the players who fucking committed suicide or, you know, had crazy shit happen. Even, you know, you brought up Bob Probert. I forgot about this. When he died, uh, and he died of a heart attack. Which, I mean, as much coke as he did, that's not very shocking. But he donated his brain to concussion research. And they found signs of CTE. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm surprised Bettman hasn't rolled this into it's not the hitting that goes on, it's the fighting. That's why we need to get rid of fighting. I'm kind of shocked he hasn't went that route. Well, didn't they already get rid of fighting once? No. They've never outright banned fighting in the NHL. Yeah, I thought they did. Like, if you no, fought, they you, didn't. You got ejected. No. And a fine? In the NHL? No. Yeah. No, they never fucking did. Okay. You okay me all you fucking <laughs> want. You are wrong. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm wrong. I, I could have swore. And they took it out of the NHL games and everything. No. What they what they did was, and we've I've talked about this before, but fuck it. I'll say it again. Maybe there's new listeners. What they've done is they've restructured the game to where between the salary cap and the parity in the league, it doesn't make sense to carry, you know, what they call a goon or an enforcer who's going to play maybe five minutes a night or be a healthy scratch most of the time just to go out there and do one job, which is make sure everybody fucking doesn't take liberties with the star players. What the problem that, that developed out of that is the cheap shots and the bullshit have gone through the roof since that's happened. And that's why you had teams like Pittsburgh after last year's, you know, cup run, went out and got themselves an enforcer. Got themselves one of the toughest guys in the NHL and said, we're not, believe me, we're not having it this year. So it, it's kind of backfired, honestly. And there's still a spot for these players, but it's also turned into anytime there's a big hit, everybody wants to fight. And it's like, really? 
so you got you had your head down going through the neutral zone carrying the puck and you got rocked. Now all of a sudden you you know you want to have a brawl over that. That's on you, stupid. Keep your head up. It's the first thing they fucking teach you when you play hockey when you're a little kid. Keep your head up. If not, don't don't be shocked if you're laid out on the ice at some point during the game. I mean, and then and then you got the the total opposite, which we saw. Uh, what was it last season? When Lundqvist got laid out and his defenseman just skated on like nothing happened, yeah. And I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. I mean, that that dude threw his fucking shoulder into into Lundqvist, when basically blindsided him, and his defenseman just skated off like, eh, no big deal. It's like, no. At that point, it's okay. Uh, I, I'm gonna get thrown out of the game for what I'm about to do to this motherfucker because I'm gonna pull a Happy Gilmore, take my skate off, and try to stab him. And you do not touch me. I I don't know where the I, I don't know where the players' heads are at anymore. But I know when we were growing up watching hockey, you did not touch a team's goalie. And if you did, that was your ass. The whole yeah, team had come off the bench. You, but you can't touch them. <laughs> yeah, the whole team had come off the fucking bench if need be. I mean, And Balfour racked uh, Marty LaPointe. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Straight up. Just took his blocker stick right in between the legs. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> one, of the, one of the funniest fights I ever saw was... Um, Tom Bear Asshole, I mean Barrasso, uh, was playing the wings, and he come out of the fucking, uh, skated out of the crease, and there was a scrum in the corner, and he decided to get some cheap shots in on fucking Iserman, and Probert was tied up with another guy. Probert saw it, got loose, got loose from the fucking linesman, went over and rocked Barrasso's fucking just entire world. <laughs> and, it was like all the announcers are like, well, I mean, if you're going to come out and drop the gloves and take cheap shots, well, what do you expect's going to happen? You know, I mean, yeah. but I mean, that's even back, even back in the day, 90% of the time, the goalies would fight. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a position player fighting a goalie. So, yeah, I don't know. But as far as any denial of CTE, I don't, this is up there with not letting players play in the Olympics. What is Guys, am I missing something? Are you seeing something that I'm not? What is the point of denying it, not getting on top of it, and being proactive? Because you really want the you really want the fucking blowback that the NFL's getting. The yeah, this is like bad Gary. news. Like, hey, you deny it too, and then that way, we'll both look good. Like, oh, I was telling you guys in pre-show chat. I mean, just the. For me, just the way they get checked into the boards, it's all I need to see. I mean, you can't tell me your brain isn't getting rattled around in your skull. Come on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and how many times have guys, you know, been checked and their heads bounced off the ice? Oh, they got helmets on. Yeah, those helmets don't do all that much. It doesn't stop your brain from bouncing around in your skull. It stops your skull from being split open on the ice. That's about it. So, I, you know, I, I, I just feel like I'm missing something here. I don't understand why the NHL wouldn't. I, I, you know, I just don't understand why these sports just don't go. This, yes, this is the risk of playing a contact sport, right? I mean, is it... Because then you admit, then because then it gets into admitting culpability. Like it could, it could be a legal thing, honestly. No, seriously, because if they admit that yes, you could, you know, receive long-term brain damage from this, they could sue the NHL. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just I, I'm cut from a different cloth, you know, and, and at the risk of of veering off into unregimented territory. 
I this nonsense pussy ass outcome of how many generations of boys being raised by single mothers now wanting to nerf the world to make the world as you know as as not just make it as risk-free as possible but to insist that we can even live in a world where there's zero risk of anything bad happening is just unrealistic everyone subscribes to soft magazine yeah i mean i you know yeah it's it, it and it's not it's not just sports it's it's but that's where it's you're seeing it start to manifest itself you know there's politicians who want to make peewee football illegal that want to get rid of high school football make it illegal to play high school football it's that's like, crazy to me it's like wait a minute but <clears throat> you're worried about people playing high school football yet we send kids every day in these big fucking yellow buses with no seat belts in them you ever see you ever Man. seen footage of a bus crash and the kids go flying around like a pinball inside of the fucking bus especially a rollover crash yeah kids flying out windows kids bouncing off the fucking roof slamming back into the side of the bus slamming into the into the 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 floorboard of the bus i mean it's like it makes no sense and i i know this 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 comes off as you know oh you're just being a misogynist okay then fine i'm being a misogynist i don't care but address the fact that it, we got a bunch of fucking pussy ass kids being raised by fucking a bunch of mommies who, oh, my baby can't get hurt. Honey, your baby takes a risk every day. It, 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 it opens its fucking eyes and walks out of the house. All right, period. Life is not without risk. It will never be risk free. If you don't want your kid playing football, don't sign the paperwork and let him play football. It's that fucking simple. Why do we need politicians to come in and make everything fucking illegal to pander to the majority mi- minority? The fifty-one percent of women in this country—I—I I, I don't understand it because it, I, I, you never see fathers talking about let's ban this sport. It's always some fucking big mouth broad running her fucking chops on TV. My child. Okay, and what would happen if your kid was outside and he went to go walk to the corner store in a car? Fucking. Guy got distracted, finger fucking his phone, changing the radio station, jumped the curb and ran over your kid. So we're gonna, does, does, is that it? No one can drive anymore because your kid had a freak accident happen to him. I mean, shit happens, man. And we you, you know about what's it. funny is all of these parents, all these moms that you're talking about, Rich, they're so against contact sports and whatnot. But they allow their kids to go into things like ROTC, and as soon as they graduate, send them off to to boot camp and to go fight in wars where they, <laughs> not brain damaged, but fucking dismembered and die. That's, well, that's okay, because yeah. that's for a noble cause. That's the, your country. That's service. But to I go mean, and enjoy yourself and, and be with your friends and play a game that you enjoy, nah. And don't get me wrong, it's not, I don't even, here's here's the absolute bitch of it. I don't even think it's the majority of fucking mothers or fathers, whatever, parents, that feel this way. It's just a very vocal minority who have nothing else better to do but to just fucking make this their, their the, you know, their issue. And then the obligatory, you know, story of this child died at football camp doing two a days and you know they they have the crying mother holding the you know the 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 pitcher and all this shit and then when it comes out it's like well the, did the kid have it, what did he die of 
Oh, he had a heart, he had an undiagnosed heart condition. How the fuck? That could have happened just in gym class. That could have just happened fucking in, in normal physical activity that, that you have to do in school. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Could have happened running up the stairs to go to a class. Exactly. Exactly. And it, 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 it's, you know, we've, we've talked about it till we're blue in the face on this show. But sports teach valuable lessons. And I know this is, you know. Not anymore. Get off my lawn. You know, old man yells at cloud type shit. But you can just look at the fucking last two generations and see that these these aren't kids that have learned the lessons that sports teaches you. They no. just haven't. They, they want. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. I said they don't know how to lose. They don't know how to win. I mean, that's, that's just a start. That's, yeah. They don't know how to practice to get better. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, if they're not instantly good at it, well, fuck it. You know, and you have on the opposite side of the fucking, the, you know, the other end of the spectrum of type of helicopter parent isn't necessarily the parents who, you know, don't want their kid playing any sports. It's the parents who give way too much of a fuck about their kid playing sports. And that ruins it just as, just as bad as the other side of the spectrum does. Because then the kid isn't having fun. Even if the kid is learning the lessons that sports teaches you he's miserable because his mom or dad you know is is an embarrassment every time they're fucking they play a game and i started to see that my last year at little league i started to you could tell i knew it was going to be my last year at little league because i sucked but the kids that were going to go on and continue to play baseball there was it wasn't a lot of them but there was a, a you know Enough to where you notice parents out there flipping out about every call that didn't go their kids' way, screaming at the kids if they struck out, if they missed a fly ball, if they didn't feel they were hustling the first base quick enough. I mean, I saw parents and, and coaches get into screaming matches, cussing each other out. You know, I, I, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like, these are twelve, thirteen, fourteen-year-old kids. I mean, I don't know. It, it 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 I know it I know it does not help hockey to walk around denying the reality of what their sport does. And yes, Chris, I get it. It could be a legal maneuver to keep them from getting sued. But didn't we all know that if we played a contact sport, there was the risk of getting hurt? Well, I mean, and also in hindsight, you know, just like football, there's evidence to prove that. Yeah, this is going to happen if you play hockey. So in a legal maneuver, if you continue to deny it with the evidence showing that it's true, I mean, you're going to be more at fault, wouldn't you? Well, you're definitely going to suffer in the court of public opinion. And once again, I think that's, I, I think that's where the brands, you know, the NFL, the NHL, they really don't want to take that hit. Especially the, the NHL doesn't have the carte blanche the NFL has to kind of be like, yeah, fuck it. I mean, to put it in other terms, NFL it, it, it has fuck you money. The NHL has eh, not necessarily fuck you money, but like kind of like hey, kiss my ass money. And there is a difference between the two. You know, kiss, my ass, kiss my ass money means that, you know, you can go... You tell your boss, go fuck yourself and afford to look for a job for a month or two. Fuck you money is you can tell your boss to go fuck himself because you know you never have to work again in your life. I was going to say, actually, actually, you could say the NHL has fuck you money and the NFL has fuck me money. 
like, I'm so rich, I'll spend money to fuck myself over to prove you wrong. Like, that's the Alan NFL. Kaepernick, we're looking at you. <laughs> the NFL has fuck me money. Well, I, I, I just, you know, I pointed it out a few times uh, with the short attention span news cycle that we have in this country. You know, when the, when the football season was over with, I noticed that a lot of these stories about, you know, do we need to ban kids under 18 playing football, et cetera, et cetera. Those, they kind of went off the map. But you know, as soon as the fucking professional season starts back up this year, we're going to start hearing them again. And I don't think people understand that this is how, this is how shit starts that ends up with fucking certain sports being, playing certain sports, certain activities end up being banned or being illegal. And I just, I think people underestimate the, 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 you know, the threat of these parents. I mean, when you have NPR dedicating entire fucking hour long shows to the dangers of, of kids playing contact sports and they're debating and they have politicians on who are like wanting to, like I said, pass laws to ban anyone under 18 playing a contact sport. You know what? I, I also want to mention that we've never talked about, but we have in a roundabout way is yeah, it, it's definitely falls to the parents as well. But in the way that when I played and when my generation played, my parents, well, my dad, made sure I was ready to play. He didn't buy the right equipment. He didn't buy, you know, a way to play football. I practiced. I worked out. I lifted weights. And that's kind of the thing I, I made the comment on and Christian made the joke about that if they're not good at it the first time, well, fuck it. That's the way kids are today, though. Oh, I've just naturally got the talents. I got the speed. I got some strength. I, I'm I'm the man. But if you don't go and work out, if you don't train, if you don't prepare yourself, then all of a sudden you're going to take a hit and you're going to break a bone. You're going to get a concussion. You know, something bad's going to happen to you. And in today's society, that's all too relevant and evident. These kids today don't practice. They don't train. They don't put in the effort. They just expect to go out there and Hey, I got the talent. Let's go. And they won't if we ban it. If if you ban Pee Wee football and high school football, I ain't good fucking. I hope the hope the NCAA keeps some of that billion dollars because college football is going to be a joke, and the NFL will be on borrowed time. I mean, because you're not going to have you're going to have people who don't play a down of football till they're fucking eighteen years old. How, how's that going to work? How's that going to play out? Not very well. Well, yeah, and there's also just... Uh, well, I'm just saying, man, I play... Don't we, I have, play, don't we, don't we have an, a, a childhood obesity epidemic? Yeah. It's constantly but, being talked about in this country, and we want to take even more activities that would put your children in better health away from them? I... It, it, uh, and I, you know, to be honest with you, Earl, I don't know. I, I, it seems like when we were younger, it was normal to play a lot of different sports. I knew a lot of guys who played football and baseball. You know, football and and basketball, football and wrestling, it, shit like that. Yeah, exactly. And so, but now it's like if parents think that there's there's a there's a certain type of parent if they think that they have identified the sport that the kid is the best at. 
they just focus on that sport. And yeah, I mean, it, I can kind of see it where it's like, all right, so you're good at football. You gonna play football year round? No. How long is it? How long is a high school college football or a high school football season? How many games? Nine. Not including, not including playoffs. Nine. Okay, and and I mean, I guess probably the better college or high school football teams have off-season training camps and shit like that. Oh, yeah. I would guess. I would guess. You know. Well, back in the day, though, Rich, it wasn't just the best. I mean, everybody. Everybody has spring training where you come in and lift. Well, they did. I don't know about now. But that's the thing I'm telling you. When I played, I never broke a bone. I never got a concussion. Tore muscle, tore ligament, but I was in the weight room during the spring, during the summer. I went to the two-a-days before high school started. I put in the time and the effort. These kids today don't do that. So is that maybe why we're having all these injuries in the NFL? Maybe we got a lot of guys not doing all the conditioning they should be doing? I'm telling you it is. It's It's this thinking that I got the talent, let's, you know, shut up and dribble. That's what they're doing. They're just going to go and, and play. They think that they're the the big shit. Uh, Friday Night Lights is the movie that highlights it so clearly. It was the one where, you know, they have this running back that nobody could stop, nobody can catch. His name was Booby Miles. Put Booby in if you want to win. Shit like that. But the kid never went to weightlifting. He's like, this is God's gift. I got all the talent. I don't need to sit here and work out. What happened? The kid went and got his knee all busted up. You've got to condition your body. It's like anything in the world, anything in the fucking world, be it your mind, your body, whatever. If you're going to do something, you got to practice it. Rich, Chris, you guys know if you're going to play guitar, you got to go over and over and over and practice and practice. Build up your calluses on your fingers. What are you talking about? I just knew how to play it. I just bought one one day and picked it up. and Uh-huh. Bam, soloing, you know, right there in the spot. All kinds of bullshit. So <laughs> it's the same way with football. You've got to condition your body. You've got to, it's got to be ready to hit and take hits. It's got to be ready to carry you and all the pad work that you're wearing. It's got to be ready to sit there and take all the, the physical abuse that you're doing when you're running sliding hitting tackling and if it's not what happens if you don't play guitar for a year or so and then go back and start picking those heavy ass strings that you like to play rich uh pretty much what's happened to me now right your fingers I, start looking like fucking hamburger meat it's tore up my, my finger, strings my fingers hurt you know yeah it's the, uh, it's the exact same thing in football wrestling baseball hockey you're going to start taking those hits that you could use to take. You're going to start feeling the aches and pains. You're going to tear some ligaments because you stopped conditioning your body for what it's about to do. A non-contact sport, non-contact sport, swimming. Michael Phelps, greatest Olympian ever. That man conditioned his body for that water. Fuck yeah, he did. He worked, on his lung, he worked on his lung capacity with a six-foot bong. God damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> this, this motherfucker slept on a waterbed. Anyways, you condition your body for what it's about to do. Same thing with you, Chris. You fly all over the country for your job. You have to condition your body I to prepare shit. yourself. Oh, but you do, and you just I'm don't realize. This, I'm sitting in this chair. 
Is that conditioning myself for it? <laughs> no, but you keep flying and your ears pop, right? That's true. Yeah, my head's probably used to the pressure changes by now. I'll give you that one. Okay. It's everything we do. Yeah, and, and, and you have changed your, your flying routine a little bit from when I first uh, started oh. doing shows with you. I think my I liver could have handled it. <laughs> I was going to say, I could always tell when uh, when you were traveling because I would see, I would get notifications that you were just posting all over Facebook, picking arguments, taking the contrary in view just to do it. <laughs> I'm like, Chris got a few drinks in him. He's up in the air. <laughs> so, uh, my joke in trolling days. But doesn't, it, but doesn't this go back to you have... You know, a lot of this that we're talking about is not necessarily the school's fault or the school's athletic department's fault. A lot of it is they don't have the funds to do this shit anymore. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is the parent's fault. I'm done giving free passes to any parent. If you're going to put your kid in a contact sport, i.e., you know, football, hockey, wrestling, and you have prepared him the best, or her for that matter, the best that they possibly can be prepared, that is your fault when they get injured just as much as the coach, school, or the player itself. Well, what I'm getting at is Because there's there's YMCAs, there's home gym, there's so much technology now that you can help your, your child get ready for. It's redonkulous. That's what, but see, you you basically you're you're making my point. You know, if the if the schools don't have the funding to have weight rooms and you know off season training camps, et cetera, et cetera, then doesn't that fall to the parents to make sure that their kids are going to survive playing the fucking sport? Well, two things. One, I've never, ever, never, ever, ever seen a high school with any contact sports not have any somewhat of a weight room. It might not have the best weight room like with all the machines and whatnot, but it has weights. In Redford Union, when I went there, didn't have machines. We had fucking free weights. And that was it. That's all you got. That and a fucking jump rope. Good luck. It's like Goodwill hunting. So, do you lift? Yep. Nautilus? No, free weights. Free weights. What's your bench? 245. Just like that, huh? Yep, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's number one. Number two, absolutely. If you're going to support your kid's decision to play a contact sport and you know that they don't have a coaching program to do a weightlifting program with them, an off-season you know, prep to get their bodies ready and and you know, used to what it's about to go through, then, then you support your child and take them to a YMCA. Get a gym membership. Buy them some weights at home. Otherwise, I don't want to hear any more crying of, my baby got hurt and my baby lost and, and my baby. No. Where were you when they were fucking 14, 15 years old deciding to take this plunge? You know, that's great that you sat there and waited and supported them and you know, your eyeballs changed to dollar signs, and oh my God, my baby's got all this talent. I'm going to make so much money. Lavar, looking at you, oh, if, you're not, that, if you're not, if you're not actively helping a, them prepare, then you don't get to bitch. 
when they get hurt. Well, I'm just going to say, I think I think LeVar Ball probably had a fucking bullwhip making sure those kids fucking were training. It, he seems like the type of motherfucker be like, you ain't coming in to eat till you make 53 throws in a row. Yeah, one more time. Have you seen the Balls play? I'm just saying. Bust! Okay. He made it pro. Give him that. His dad's yeah. mouth made him pro. Really? Really, really. I will disagree with you there because it can, okay. they, didn't, they didn't draft his dad. They drafted him based on shit that they saw. I mean, you don't just what get. What the fuck did they see? Obviously, something you don't just you don't just get to go pro because your dad's a big mouth. Come on, man. Okay. Yes, he has been underwhelming in the pros, but he was good enough to at least go pro. Just saying, well, man. Like. At least, not everyone gets to go pro. But anyway. Well, I mean, all that aside, uh, what do you think is the end game when it comes to CTE and not professional sports, but high school, possibly even college sports? Here's the thing. I wanted to do a small rant, but this is even a smaller one. I'm tired of the news the way it is. All news, sports news, CNN, all that shit. I was watching a stupid-ass movie. It wasn't a stupid movie. It was a pretty good movie. I'm not going to lie. Runaway Jury. Gene Hackman. It's a whole thing. But at the end of it, they were talking about it's the the, uh, gun maker's problem for people getting shot. And at the end of the movie, I sat and talked to my wife, and I was like, see, that's the problem with this world. She goes, what? I was like, it's not the gun maker's fault that people are getting shot. You know, the the kids and, and the coaches down in Florida that got shot, you know, she goes, well, I mean, it is easier today to get a gun than before. And I was like, no, it isn't. My dad had many guns in my house. I never yeah. took one and went to school with one. You know why? Because my dad would have whipped my ass before I even made it to the school parking lot. On top of that, it's easier to get a gun now than when? The 1800s? Than when we were growing up. Well, I was going to say, I mean, if you're going, (laughs) most of last century, we didn't have computer database background checks and shit. It was, you know, you you were who you said you were because you had a fucking license. Some licenses didn't even have pictures on them until the 60s. You just had a piece of paper that said who you were. Your word right, is good. Right. But I, I asked her, I said, you know, that just, here's the thing. When we were in high school, how many school shootings did you ever hear of? None. So I looked it up. Uh, there, were a few, there were a few every year, but you just didn't hear about them that much. I mean, you could blame, you know, social media and technology and the internet. But the things you heard about. You know, is how tragic it was, and then it, it was left alone for the authorities to deal with, and that's it. Now they they media gets all types of just dick hard over you know these kids killing each other and promoting it like the the second coming, and they do it with everything. CTE in football, is there CTE in NHL or not? You know. LeBron James, best ever. You know, Sidney Crosby, best hockey player ever. They, they, they started to, they started for whatever reason, they, they um, in WWF or WWE, whatever you want to call it, they call it getting over. When, when a new wrestler comes in and McMahon wants to make him, 
popular. It's called getting them over. You know, you have someone turn heel and, you know, all of a sudden this guy's big and, and, you know, everybody loves the new guy. And it made me think of the Attitude Era that we all grew up watching with wrestling. You know, The Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, you know, Hulk Hogan. You know, we, we love those people. We, we loved watching that episodes. And nowadays, when you watch wrestling, you're like, who the fuck are these guys? But Vince is still trying to get over on all these guys. John Cena was one. You know, I mean, there's so many guys that he's tried to, quote, get over, put up as the new hotness. And then I started thinking, the media is trying to do that also in every sport. You know, it was Jordan, then it was Kobe, now it's LeBron. And all of a sudden, now LeBron's going down. Kevin Durant, new hotness. You know, uh, you know, in hockey, I mean, it was plentiful. You, but that, that's what they always do. Right. They're not doing anything new. It's not that it's new. But people get old. You're right. People, people age. You're right. People come but, along that are better than people in the past. You're wrong. See? You went too far. No, they didn't. Really? Yeah, really, really. And when it doesn't go well, when the story doesn't take off the way they want it to, they so turn Tom on Brady's shit. not better than Johnny Unitas? T- Tom Brady is Tom Brady is Tom Brady. But people that will say Tom Brady's the GOAT, you'll get the argument of, well, he couldn't play during the, the Montana days, the Marino days. You know, he couldn't no, he couldn't play fucking the way Johnny Unitas played. Are you kidding me? They made a tuck rule for Brady. Johnny Unitas was tucking and running for his fucking life. So, Earl, no, you the, can't do you're that. Being the, you're being the media right now. You're being no, not. what you're, what you're listen, raining against. Listen, when, when, the, when the new hotness doesn't go over, when he doesn't get the, the big props, they turn to the inside stories that's going to sell. The, the school shootings, the, the CTEs, the... You know, sex scandal in colleges, the the NCAA in colleges, and and they push I, that shit hard. I don't. I mean, if we're talking just purely sports reporting, I'm I, CTE, college scandals, NCAA violations. Okay, I can get with you. School shootings. What does that got to do with sports whatsoever? It has absolutely nothing to do with sports. I mean, the closest you can come to any mass shooting doing to have to do with sports in the last few years, it was the guy who shot up the Republican softball team. I mean, it wasn't like these were sports stars in these schools coming in, letting loose with a fucking handgun. I mean, I, 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 I get kind of no, where you're coming from, no, but no, I think you're just I'm trying to connect too many is, Even in sports reporting... <laughs> I it, I now get filtered in with the school shootings. Well, that's because we've talked. We just talked about it earlier in the show. Everything has politics has to be inserted into everything now. Right. There right. Is no, there and is no more. Just here's the facts. Here's the stats. Here's the highlights. Now, see, we said that many weeks in a row too, and we were wrong. There is one show I found it, and I won't watch any other one. It is Sports Center at Night with Scott Van Pelt. Well, I don't even know if it's still a channel, but ESPN News used to be nothing but that. There was no opinion shows. There was no outside the lines, you know, pardon the interruption type shows. 
with people screaming over top of each other and them thinking they're making points. So, I mean, I, but like I said, I don't even know if ESPN News is a, is a channel anymore. It is. Okay. And who knows? It's probably fucking... It's, it's probably changed, dude. I haven't had cable in five years. It's probably fucking changed a whole lot in the last five years. Oh, it has. It's like, it's like uh, everything else. They... I, I, I'm just saying, Scott Van Pelt has, has saved my... My sports network watching. But do you understand how fucked up it is that we're sitting here hunting for a needle in a haystack? Yeah. To get what used to, to, get what used to be on almost all day on ESPN? I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I agree with you that there are ways to present stories with a slant to them that... For whatever reason, a lot of people can't see it. Okay, like when you were when you were talking, I just looked up youth sports injury statistics. All right, and this is something. This is one of the it's one of the statistics. It does not shock me whatsoever. And it's since two thousand, there's been a fivefold increase in number of serious shoulder and elbow injuries among youth baseball and softball players. Do you know why? Because they're having these kids start throw fucking curveballs, sliders, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, younger and younger. Whereas when we were kids, it was fastballs and change-ups. Pretty much, that was pretty much it. They, if, if, if you had a coach trying to teach a 12-, 11-year-old kid how to throw a curveball, knowing the stress that's, that's being put on a arm that's still developing, oh, all hell would have broke loose. Dead serious. And I remember a story about 10 years ago about the number of kids in youth baseball going through Tommy John surgeries has exploded. Mm-hmm. And it, But once again, why is it that when we were kids, we understood? You don't, you don't have these kids out here fucking throwing these, these pitches that's going to rip their elbows and shoulders apart. But yet nowadays, it's allowed to happen even with all the fucking hand-wringing and helicopter parenting. Well, because back in the day, Rich, our parents was out there. They were there. They didn't use the sport as as a babysitting tool. Oh, I don't have to go there and pick him up until such and such because he's going to be at practice. Our parents were there. And if they saw our coach trying to teach us that, they would have been on the field. Are you out of your fucking mind? I appreciate that you're trying to give him more talent, but that's still a developing arm. He can't handle that right now. Yeah. I don't know what little league you played in, but that. The coaches in my little league were told my parents to shut the fuck up. If they wanted to coach, they should have been at the meeting earlier on in the year. And my my parents would have been like, all right, fuck you. We're out. Coach the way you want. Well, I mean, the three years I played Little League, uh, unfortunately, I'm not a good... I'm not a good example because my mom did exactly what the fuck you said. You think a lot of parents do these days. She dropped me off and say, okay, when's practice going to be over? And shit, even then, half the time, I'm waiting around a half hour, 45 minutes after every other kid's been picked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think she was at two games out of three years. I'm not exaggerating. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't have that experience. You know, my dad, when I was younger and played soccer, yeah, he stayed for all the games he could. But, I mean, yeah, those are the only two organized sports I played growing up. And I, yeah, <laughs> once mom and dad split, there was no more dad at the sports games because he didn't even live in the fucking state. So I say if there were games, my parents generally came, but no practice, 
No, my parents had shit to do. Like, yeah, when is this shit over? I will be back then. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from on a lot of what you said. And there is a lot of... The problem with a 24-hour news cycle is you have to fill it. And news has also learned, since it's now competing with the internet, that unless it's something shocking or something that's going to piss people off or something that's going to already confirm a bias they have, it's really hard to keep people in front of the fucking the news, the news, whether it be sports news or, or whatever type of news. And that was, I mean, I think I, I can go back and listen to the episodes. I think we all agreed that was our biggest problem with ESPN. Look, if I want to hear fucking people talk about politics in sports, I'll find a show that does that. But when I tune into SportsCenter, I want highlights. I want stats. That's it. I don't want your opinions. And, and, and that's what I was saying about. There, there's more avenues, though, that they're competing for your attention. I mean, think about it. When we were coming up, there was, we, we had what? One screen, maybe two. All right. We, there was the TV. And then when we were teenagers, the computer showed up. Now there's computers, tablets, TVs, smartphones. Fucking, it, it, it's it's in our face more because there's there's more shit for it to be in our face on. Right, but with the technology era and all the money that they could throw at all these different sports, it still isn't hard to fill 24 hours full of news. But ESPN used to do it so cleverly. You know, they would have, you know, NHL Tonight on the Deuce. You know, they would have, you know, football live show, talk just about football and everything, you know, who went where, how, and why, you know. But Scott Van Pelt still does it today. Like I said, I watched his his show, uh, you know, Sports Center at Night with Scott Van Pelt, and he does just that. He finds fresh and fun ways, like the old guard, if you will, used to, you know, with, with uh, you know, all the old sportscasters. You know, well, he has a, a segment called Bad Beats. He tells you who won and by how much and how it was a bad beat <laughs> if you were betting on it. Well, I mean, I just, once again, I go back to it. I think it's fucking pretty goddamn pathetic that you got to search for a show that's like that. Right. But, I mean, once again... Shorter, shorter attention spans. If it bleeds, it leads. You know, people love to be outraged. I know that's that's one of the things that I didn't understand about the Colin Kaepernick thing is the people who were the most vocal against him couldn't get enough of the fucking stories. Like they ate it the fuck up. And I mean, just to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons that I, you know, a couple years ago said. I can't do unregimented anymore because I got tired of every fucking day reading up on stories and getting pissed off at them because I hadn't, I, I hadn't developed the ability to compartmentalize it, you know, and Chris basically is the one who, who said, this is what I do. See if it works for you. And for the most part, it does. I binge and purge the day before the day of the show. I stuff all this information in. I, I go to the places on the internet. I know that I'm going to read a bunch of horse shit and nonsense, but that's where the stories are. And then I puke it out on the show, and then I'm done with it for the most part. Yeah, because it affects you, man. Like, it does. 
I, yeah, I mean, one of the things that when I used to when when I used to have ESPN on in the background all day long, it was just starting to be sports and sports culture, but it was still more sports oriented. You know, the last time I had cable, I had I, I got to the point I had to start turning it off because during the day, especially, it was just. Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless yelling at each other. It was. It seemed like that that show was on like eight hours a fucking day. And I'm just like, I don't. Nothing's being discussed. It's literally just who can yell over the other person louder than, and 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 that I guess means in their world they won. And on top of that, it's like you're not winning a debate because you're not having a debate. You're having a screaming match. And we have a show locally here in Detroit called Let It Rip. It's literally people screaming at each other and over top of each other. For the whole show. That's all it is. Just hollering at each other about news stories. And I'm like, why is this entertaining to watch? It's a hate watch. Well, I got enough shit in my life to irritate me. I don't need to watch something that's going to fucking get my blood pressure even more fucking through the roof. But a lot of other people feel differently, man. And well, I just, I point, to, I point to the Colin Kaepernick thing. That's why they reported on it constantly around the clock. Because just as many people who hated him couldn't get enough of the story. As probably even more so, people who hated him couldn't get enough of the story than people who supported him. Because Because that's the other part of this conversation is we're in the age of hyperbole. Like there, there's no more in the middle. You're it's all or nothing, man. So that's what that's what you talk about with that Kaepernick. It's either the people who really loved him or really hated him. And I mean, just to be honest with you, most probably most people. It's, I'm stereotyping, you know, I'm making an assumption, you know, p- pulling numbers out my ass, if you will. But I would I would venture to guess that most people that really were hardcore supporters of Colin Kaepernick probably didn't even know who the fuck he was until he took a knee. They were probably more of a supporter of what he was doing than they were sports fans. Same thing with his detractors. Probably people didn't give two fucks about him. Till, what? He's taking a knee! You know, I mean, like, it, it, oh, shit! <laughs> if that's all I knew we needed to do to piss off white people <laughs> but I you know I that's that this goes back to my issue with you know the, the reporting that gets done on injuries in sports all right how many fucking players come and go through hockey and fo- pro hockey and pro football. I mean, we're we're talking millions at this point have came and went. And it's not the it's not the guy who played for three four years, made his money, got out while he was still healthy, invested wisely, and now lives a comfortable, happy life with his family. That that no one wants to tune in to watch those stories. At some point, we have to look at ourselves and go, we want the fucking horror stories. They didn't make a movie about retired NFL players who didn't have CTE, they made a movie about the exact opposite. I mean, it's ultimately they're going to give us what we want. And that's why I look at sports center and I realize it's just not geared towards me anymore. I can't, I, I, I don't chalk it up to an age thing necessarily. I just chalk it up to a, I don't really care about a bunch of people's opinions about shit. It has nothing to do with sports. I, I, I really don't. If I cared about their opinion, I would go seek it out. But when I watch ESPN, I want sports. I want stories about sports. I don't want stories that are just through the tiniest of thread connected to sports. And for people to get up there and start 
I mean, I, I like I said, I haven't watched ESPN, but I'm pretty sure that you're right when you said that they've managed to weave, you know, the shooting in Florida into into stories on ESPN. The story for ESPN was that the coach in Parkland unlocked his room to help kids get in and was shot. It was it was a uh, sports coach down there in Parkland. So, basically, what I just said through yeah, the it was tiniest, a, then it's the thread. Yes, to connect to connect it to sports somehow, and once they can connect, make that connection, no matter how tenuous it is, then it opens the door for a bunch of people to start spouting their opinions. And this is just you know, hey, maybe ESPN's starting to learn its lesson. I don't know, but people. <sighs> People in the media have to remember not everyone is in this country is as liberal as people in the media are. A lot of people in this country who don't deal in absolutes one way or the other, who are able to, to understand nuance and context and go, yeah, what happened was fucked up. But, I mean, I, not to get on the, the, the school shooting shit, but one of the things I was you know thinking of while talking to a coworker about it was... You know, you get these these two kids, David Hogg and the other chick, or who I, I can't remember her name, who are on every every television station that'll, that'll stuff a camera in their face, talking about gun control, gun control, gun control, and that this should never happen, and seventeen people, seventeen friends of theirs are dead, and et cetera, et cetera, and it's you know you, you would think it that the number of people that are dying due to fucking gun violence was you know, as high as the number of people who die from diabetes, heart disease, and and not because they don't go seek treatment, because they can't afford treatment for it. But see, that's not a sexy story. It's not a sexy story to point out that there's, you know, literally, what, 10,000 or less injuries? I'm talking injuries, not just deaths, injuries. So I'm including anybody who even gets injured by a firearm in this country per year. Yet there's 400,000 people dropping dead to preventable diseases because they can't afford fucking medical care. But what story is gonna? What story are they gonna fucking push? They're gonna push the one with the dead children, and it, it's 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 a perfect setup for it because you got two kids who survived the shooting, and if you criticize them, then you're criticizing victims and survivors of a tra- of a tragedy. What kind of monster are you? Yeah, I I, I, I mean, put that all together with uh, Ed Hockley retiring. And his son taking over, I'm like, damn, that's the epitome of the old guard leaving, going, well, we had a good run. Let this new generation do whatever the fuck it wants to it now. We've oh, talked about you? it before. Tying it talk- up in a nice little bow, Ace, man. I mean, we've talked about <laughs> it before, and we all pretty much agree that in 20 years, football and hockey are probably going to look nothing like they look now. Definitely nothing like it looked 20 years ago. I mean, oh, it's God, just... No. It, it's just the nature of the fucking of the sport. Well, I mean, it's the nature of this world, though. I mean, it, these people that are coming up, I, I, I just, I see why, I see how. I can't agree with it. I won't get on the same page. I will never be on the same page as them, ever. Uh, but there's nothing you can do about it because of the information technology, because of the way people think. It, you know, just like you said, what kind of monster are you if you criticize it? But that's anything. 
They got a name for everything when you disagree with them. This is the way the sport should be ran. This is the way you should do this. This is the way you should do that. What are you, well, Hitler? <laughs> you know, I just I just wanted to, because I'm, I'm still looking at this youth sports injury stats page, and I think they point out something. Now, it's buried in the middle of all the stats. It's not right at the top, and it's not right at the bottom. So if you don't read the whole fucking thing, you won't see this. It says... Although 62% of organized sports-related injuries occur during practice, one-third of parents do not have their children take the same safety precautions at practice as they would during a game. Which kind of goes back to speak to your point. Where the fuck are the parents in all this? I just thought it was an interesting stat. All I'm saying, guys, is back, I'll I'll go even as early as 85 Bears. Some of the hardest-hitting sons of bitches you've ever seen. And, And you didn't have all of this concussion and and cte and my back hurts my knee hurts i need rest you didn't because yeah they probably got some bruises here and there scrapes here and there but their body was ready for their whatever they were going to do today isn't like that in any facet i i mean everything from something as simple as driving you're driving to a game their bodies aren't ready for it because they're playing with their fucking phone every facet of people's lives are completely different today than it was even 20 years ago. Well, duh. It's, uh, that's called progress. No, this. my friend, it's not, because there's nothing progressive every about our, it. Every facet of our lives will be different 20 years from now. Yeah, but it, there's nothing progressive about it, because it's oh, terrible the way it well, is now. Well, that's in the eye of the beholder. No, that's in the eye of the stats, Mr. Statman. Uh, well, really, because now we can start getting into an argument like this is still probably this is the best time to be alive in recorded history. I mean, we can start getting into arguments like that. But I mean, if, if you want, if, if you want, well, if you want to just go by the raw numbers, yeah, we live in the least violent times in recorded history. Yet you wouldn't believe it if you watched the news. <laughs> You'd think that it's the wild west out there. I mean, Todd. You know, he travels all over the world. I've talked to him about the perception of the United States, and he says the perception is is that the police are just running around killing anyone darker than a ginger with a sunburn. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just it's just not the it's not the fucking case, all right? And it and it also the perception is is that everybody owns ten million different fucking assault rifles. Like we all have like Rambo type weapons stored in our closet. That's not I, the case either. I do. That's the, we're, we're, well, we're back to narratives, to the fun buzzword that's thrown around on unregimented available Saturdays because we're meeting on that quite frequently. But I also, I also do think that you're wrong on one aspect. There's a lot of stuff when it comes to brain injuries we didn't know when the 85 Bears were in their heyday. That we know now. And to me, the argument is not ignore the fact that there's brain injuries. The argument is you have to understand that's a risk you take with your job. And you're paid very well to take that risk. Truck drivers. is Being a truck driver is one of the most dangerous jobs in the United States. Being a pizza delivery guy is one of the most dangerous jobs in the United States. Working third shift at a convenience store. One of the most dangerous jobs in the United States add all their salaries together and they don't even come close to the minimum you get paid in the NHL or the NFL. And they take a lot bigger risk. Not just, oh, I'm going to have a hard time remembering my name when I'm 60. 
it's going to be, I'm going to have a hard time doing anything because the top of my head got taken off by this motherfucker with a shotgun and an itchy trigger finger when he robbed me. So it's, once again, perspective. It gets lost. Just push the, push the, oh God, these kids are getting signs of CTE at a young age. We have to stop it. Okay. I, I, I mean, I hate to say it because it sounds, once again, get off my lawn, old man yells at cloud, whatever. I never owned a fucking bike helmet. Never, not once. First time I ever stepped on a skateboard, I had no padding on. I used to ride a, a four-wheeler in, in the woods on makeshift trails with that motherfucker wide open with no fucking helmet or pads on. Oh, oh, and shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> my response to these types of people always is the same thing, though, too, is then don't let them play. You don't have to let them play. There's no, it, it's it's not like it's a social, it's not like Pop Warner's a social security number. Your kid's born with it. They have to do it. You know, it's not like school. They get to a certain age, they have to, no, it's optional. If you don't think it's safe for your kid to play, don't let them fucking play. It's that simple. Exactly. exactly. But that's, that's not, that's not our society. In our society, and that, it's, it's and let them play and then get, when they get hurt, who can I sue? Now it's right. my payday. And that's when I'm saying it's not the best time to be alive. And it's not progressive. Really, dude? Very we degenerative. Drink, we can drink we can drink drinking we can drink water out of the faucet without worrying about getting dysentery. It takes Unless pretty good time to be Flint. alive. Unless you live in Flint. Hush. Yeah, okay, you could still boil it and drink it. You can still <laughs> go you can still go buy clean water in a bottle and drink it. Same man perspective what rich was just saying anyway all right we want to glad yours is so right mine's got a dim shade to it i'm just saying what you live inside you have indoor plumbing you have a giant tv i bet you have cable you have the internet because we're on it yeah, come on man like anyway <laughs> yeah what, what's this, what? We'll watch half-ass shows that are supposed to be about sports. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, oh, yeah, I know you have cable because you watch ESPN all the time because you talk about it in the group chat. So anyway, we'll just thank everybody who is listening and who has listened. <laughs> if you're new, welcome. If you're old, hey, thanks for hanging out and telling a friend. Is That's how these things work. And if you're new and you like it, tell a friend. Hit us up on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast. Email the show Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.